so I still oh. also forgot that I wanted to come up with like some intro thing we would say at the beginning. Yes. Did you um, work on that at all? I did not. <laughs> It's Kishanon, the podcast that you love to listen to about conspiracy theories and food. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm Kelly. Like, that mm-hmm. was perfect. Who needs an intro? I don't know, but, but Val keeps asking me for it, so, you know. Well, Val's a real that. bitch, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, producer Val. A few months ago, it might have been, might have been even our second episode. I don't know. I should know these things. Early on in our catalog, we had an episode all about uh, celebrity conspiracies, and there was just so much content that we knew we had to do another one. And guess what? This is another one. So we're going to talk a little bit about some more celebrity conspiracies, and uh, which is really just a way to talk about entertainment. Because that's really what we want to talk about, you know? Yes. Kelly, are there any 90 Day Fiance conspiracies? I'm going to check on that right away as soon as we're done recording this. I will watch all those seasons over again for research if I have to, because I am committed to the pod. I was dropping some hints about this week's recording on our Instagram at Kishanon. And a few of you did guess right away what our first subject would be. And that is, is Stevie Wonder really blind? (laughs) Who's to say? I, I, I feel like... This goes into a... There's a lot of ones. We've had things like this where it's, you know, trying to prove that someone is not who they claim or, you know, uh, I I think people feel good about proving that someone's trying to get one over on them, but they figured it out. So I I wonder if that's where things like this come in. Because also, like, I mean, I want to dig into this and understand where this comes from, but I will go on record as saying, like, I, I, I really don't care you know, if he if right. he's not blind and pretending to be, that's probably, you know, like questionable moral character. But <laughs> that's not what I'm listening to th- songs in the key of life for. The theory is that he that he can. Uh, the theory is that he can see people believe he is faking being completely blind. And, and on that, we have three separate subjects today and all three of them, um, like Matt just said, is kind of people trying to prove that someone isn't who they say they are. <laughs> So it's definitely something that's in our our culture. But for St- Stevie Wonder was born in 1950 in Saginaw, Michigan. He was born prematurely, um, which caused his retina to detach. It's called retinopathy of prematurity. What I did find out that was interesting is he is one of 4,000 babies born in the 50s in the United States that are blind because of this disorder. Because at the time, the doctors thought the way to treat the retinopathy of prematurity was to give the babies pure oxygen, which actually caused them all the retinas to detach and the babies to all go blind. So it's actually just a big medical failure in the part of the United States, probably the world. I don't know. Continually? Um, Or is that it's an ongoing concern? No, no. they have stopped feeding babies pure oxygen once they realized. I just sort of wanted to make sure that, you know. Who knows what was happening in the 50s? They also knocked women out to give birth back then and were like, oh, that's very, very bad. So Stevie Wonder has been blind basically since birth or shortly thereafter. And he was educated at a school for the blind in Michigan. But in recent years, probably the past 10 years, there's been increasing conspiracies that he can see. I mean, the people who claim he can see, do they think that like he got better or that he's been faking since he was like a 
in the school for the blind. Like he, this is this is this this grist that little Stevie Wonder started when he was like five years old. I think the theory is that he eventually at some point could see. But also remember, Stevie Wonder got his like recording contract at Motown when he was like 11. So I don't know what was going on when he was 11, but maybe someone was like, hey, kid, your shtick is going to be, be blind. Yeah. that you're blind forever. But he did make comments back in 1999 that he was getting an uh, experimental surgery. To... Was it 19, 1989 or 1999? 99. 99. Like Prince, okay. Got, you it. Know. Got it. Party like it's 1999. Party and you're like Stevie Wonder see. <laughs> getting surgery to cure your congenital is that the thing? We're, okay, sorry. You're, you're the one who works in healthcare. <laughs> Shut you know? up. Like, why are you asking me? <laughs> you, Unless it's about containers or Kubernetes or whatever. I'm not going to Still be. haven't Googled Kubernetes. Oh, it's okay. So in 1999, he was said he was having an experimental surgery on his retinas to reattach them. Um, I'm not sure if this ever happened. There was no follow-up on Stevie's part. Stevie Wonder also s- says a lot of things, as we'll, we'll learn. Okay. Um, oh, fantastic. <laughs> Stevie Wonder loves to talk a little shit. So Bamani Jones from ESPN started fueling these rumors and he was on a show and gave a whole thing and did a bunch of Twitter posts about how Stevie Wonder can see and used a bunch of examples, which I'll get into. A few of the main conspiracy, the main evidence that people have that Stevie Wonder can see is that in 2014, he was giving a concert with Paul McCartney and Paul McCartney walked by Stevie Wonder and knocked the mic over and Stevie caught it. Have these people never seen Daredevil? Don't they understand the other senses are heightened? I mean, I'm I'm half talking shit and I'm also a little serious. You are not talking shit. I've had the same issue with all of these theories because the people of the internet claiming that Stevie Wonder can see think that blind people's only skill is just sitting in a dark room <laughs> and staring at nothing like these people are like stevie wonder can see don't you see he was walking and i'm like oh no i blind people can do so much i mean especially if you've been blind since you were born like you've never known anything else you've developed other ways to deal with things and i will get into the at the end another man who is blind it goes on youtube to defend stevie wonder and kind of refute all these claims but so he caught this falling microphone. Um, he said he wanted to perform on Dancing with the Stars. And <laughs> people think it was just madness that he would even aspire to be a ballroom dancer. <laughs> because if you you can only have like nutty ideas if you can see, right? Like it's I mean, right. I can understand first of all, I think it's actually kind of shitty to even say like that because someone can't see doesn't mean they couldn't dance because yes. I'm fairly certain that's not true. Also, but very even, ableist. I don't like it. Right, 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 right. But even so, it's like even if we if we accept the probably wrong postulate that blind people can't dance, that doesn't mean that a, a, a blind person couldn't have a nutty idea. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like the idea that he wants to do so, you know, yeah, it's, it's just come on, people. I know. Ableist assholes. Ableist assholes. It also reminds me of my favorite episode of Gilmore Girls when the blind sister comes to town and, and sets their house on fire. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. How do I not? Golden remember? Girls. Oh, Did I say the said, wrong girls. You said, I said Gilmore. Gilmore. You said Gilmore Girls. Because I'm currently so, doing a Gilmore rewatch. Okay. You know, I'm sitting <laughs> here going, like, whose blind sister? Was it like Aunt Patty's sister or something? Because, like, that could be It would be Babette's sister, totally. Only Babette's sister would burn down the house on accident. 
Stevie Wonder also one of the stories that comes out. I'll get into more detail now. These, but is that he bought a plasma TV and announced it? <laughs> and I was like, well, he lives with other people. What is it? We can't have a no TV rule in our home because Stevie Wonder is blind. Also, I sometimes have the TV on and I'm only listening. I um, was just reminded. I'm sorry. I don't want to go off, but I just thought of one of my favorite Stevie Wonder stories. Please definitely go off on a tangent because that's what this is for. That's what it's for. <laughs> okay. So I have a friend of mine who in the olden days before he stopped working in the music industry, but he, he was a, he was a music composer and he did, you know, mixing and he would do all this, these kind of work as, as you can imagine, anybody that works in the music industry has a lot of fantastic stories. Um, he has a really great one about Santana eating a, uh, an ear of corn on the cob at taste of Chicago, but that's for another episode. But this one is, uh, so my, my friend tells a story where, uh, sometimes they would do recordings and maybe you'd be in like the mixing. So this is like a little bit pre-internet just to keep in mind, you know, like, cause right now you'd be like, wouldn't you just do this on zoom or something? But like, let's say slash was going to record with you and he's in LA and you're in Chicago. Like they would connect over high speed data cables like ISDN. And, you know, you could actually do a, a you know, remote recording, which was a good old you know, ISDN cable. Something I know what that is. So. It's like a digital phone line. My friend was setting up for a remote recording session and he is, you know, talking to the person on the other line about like, we got to get every, you know, they're sitting on the phone and they're like, we got it. You know, he's like kind of on a speaker phone. He's like, okay, so we have to do that. And he's like, are you seeing three green lights right now? And through the speaker phone, he hears Stevie Wonder's voice say, I can't see anything, friend. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of these other, besides the magically catching a microphone, or daring to want to, you know, like reality dance. ballroom dance. Yeah. Right. Stevie Wonder also sits courtside at a lot of basketball games. And the people heaven knows that blind people can't, can't go enjoy out. can't enjoy things. Yeah. No, they these people on the internet are like, F everything Helen Keller worked so hard for. Stevie Wonder should not enjoy a single moment of his life outside of his home because he is blind. But Stevie Wonder, though, and this is my real theory, is that Stevie Wonder likes to fuck with us. Because he gave an interview to TMZ outside LAX once and said that his favorite hobby was flying and landing planes. Right. You know, which I really appreciate about Stevie Wonder. He also, when people ask him if he can see and ask him if these rumors are true, tells people that the truth will be revealed next year every single time. And I just really love him for that. Well, you kind of have to. I mean, like, that's the thing, because I'm sure like that's, you know, when you have to deal with stuff like that, you know, with people like this and doing all that, like you almost have to get kind of a, a little bit of a dark sense of humor about it and just sort of lean into it. A lot of the rumors stem from stories his friends have told on like talk shows. So I think it's totally a thing where they can tell these crazy they're, Stevie Wonder they're stories. Kind of, and, they're kind of into it too. Like, yeah, uh, which I would do if my, you know what I mean? If my friend was blind and people were like, they're not blind. I would, I would screw up. Totally play into it. Yeah. So Lionel Richie um, told a story once where he went to Stevie Wonder's house and Stevie was like, do you want to hear my new song? And Lionel Richie was like, absolutely. And Stevie's like, it's in my car. So they (laughs) go in the car and Stevie Wonder puts a cassette tape in the car and starts backing out of the driveway, (laughs) which it's again, absolutely something a blind person would be able to do because it's their driveway and they know how to. Yeah. In 2016, he was presenting at the Grammys and he fumbled with an envelope and kind of caught it midair and then looked down. He opened the envelope and looked at it as if he was reading it and then announced the winner, (laughs) which, again, is something that he was obviously like messing with everyone. Like they obviously told him (laughs) who who the winner was backstage, I'm assuming. And then he just looks like he was reading it. 
Shaquille O'Neal has probably my favorite story of this because they live in the same apartment complex in Los Angeles. And Shaq was in the elevator and it opened and Stevie Wonder got on and just said, hey, Shaq, <laughs> and then pressed the button <laughs> for maybe, wherever he was maybe, going. Maybe Shaq has a very distinct, you know, like pheromone or something, you know, like. So actually, the the guy who did the YouTube video um, talking about how blind people have heightened other senses talks about how so, there's like vibrations and kind of echoes that come off of people. And because Shaq is so huge, his would likely be felt. Pretty, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, memorable. And I'm assuming like Shaquille O'Neal and Stevie Wonder aren't like living in some random apartment complex. Like they know who lives in this apartment complex. Right, right, right. It's not, you know, like, oh, hey, it's Shaq or whatever. Who would have thought? The other big thing people do bring into this is because Stevie Wonder was born blind or was blind shortly after birth, he wouldn't have any object memory, but they forget that he can like touch things and learn things and that Blind people aren't dumb. They just can't see. So it really is kind of ableist BS, but fun nonetheless, because Stevie Wonder himself seems to think it is fun. Oprah bought Stevie Wonder a car and the internet goes nuts for this because they just don't understand why Stevie Wonder would have a car. But people have cars for lots of reasons, like they're worth money. Stevie Wonder was also photographed using a camera to take photographs at the Motown Museum, which people on the internet really hate and they really think is insane. Boy, George has a story that's whatever. People now want to say Stevie Wonder was homophobic for this, but I I just think they're friends. And Boy, George said it wasn't homophobic, but Stevie Wonder went up to him at a party and playfully strangled him. And Boy, George just told this anecdote on a talk show and then was like, well, how would Stevie do that if he can't see? But obviously, like, Boy, George was joking. I watched the clip. Anthony Anderson, the comedian, said Stevie Wonder challenged him to a free throw competition and won. I think that's more talking about, you know, his skill than his skill level than Steve. Right, right. I also feel like a lot of this, and again, the way you're saying it, like we don't really know, but I, you know, it's like, oh, well, so and so said this. And, and it's the kind of thing that you would make a joke about. And then someone's like, oh, well, that's got to be real. I mean, that, that's I mean, literally what it is. That's yeah. just, it's like Stevie Wonder's celebrity a, friends. P. Diddy said in an interview that Stevie Wonder once came up to him and complimented his outfits. Which I love because I would do that all the time if I was blind because who cares? I would just be like, you, your outfit is so good. Stevie Wonder also was at Steve Harvey's house once and Steve Harvey told Stevie that he had a new truck. So Stevie Wonder got in the new truck and started driving it, which again, I'm assuming it like you can learn to drive if you're blind. Like you shouldn't be probably on the roads, but I don't know. I don't want to be ableist. On Watch What Happens Live, Shaka Khan says she knows he can see. (laughs) Which I love. She didn't give any evidence. She just said, "Just she knows." The game was that she had to reveal a secret, and that was the secret she revealed. Oh well, you know. What I mean? <laughs> the the man on YouTube that kind of goes into all of this stuff and why it's BS and how blind people can do things is it's called the Tommy Edison Experience. For anyone who wants to check out the video. But in conclusion, Stevie Wonder is fucking with all of us, and I really love that for him, and I would too. Kind of putting on a masterclass of uh, trolling everybody. Respect. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I thought so we're, we're pretty sure you can see. Yeah. In conclusion, he's not blind and he, his mom made up this illness when he was born. Knowing that someday. Knowing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe he got that surgery in 1999 and never told anyone. Just told his friends. I don't know. 
and like that would be almost I don't want to say more believable, but that almost but but also I don't think you would run that that con for 20 years. Like, let's say let's say you're Stevie Wonder and you get surgery and you can see like it would actually be kind of fun to pretend that it didn't happen and then like do a bunch of stuff. And people like, oh, my God, how could he do that? He's Daredevil. And then you'd be like, yeah, I can see. But like for 20 years, that's like a long prank. It's a very long con. And I don't who knows? Maybe he got the surgery and got some vision back and I wants to keep it private. Like, I can't begrudge him that. Yeah, I don't know. Stevie Wonder also recently announced he's moving to Ghana. So his children or his grandchildren can have a better life, I think. I don't know. I just think Stevie Wonder likes to troll us because he's said this like 10 times in the past 10 years. And I'm again, I mean, if I were Stevie Wonder, I would be saying a lot of crap because I just am Stevie Wonder and I can. Mm-hmm. What do we got next? I got Val in my ears. No, like, Val's really along. just a taskmaster. <laughs> next is that Stephen King killed John Lennon. <laughs> okay. And, and Which I thought like... was something you made up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, there's many websites devoted to that's it what i'm saying so terrified like, me right like this is not just you know one out there thing this is like oh. a, this is canon this is a movement started by a man named steve lightfoot and he has a website called lennonmurdertruth.com do not go to this website if you're sober okay because i made that mistake and i want to save the rest of you from making that mistake you have to have some substances before you go to lennonmurdertruth.com cuz you can't even understand it if you're sober steve lightfoot this man basically posits that stephen king assassinated john lennon and that mark david chapman was a lookalike for stephen king and he was the fall guy because this was part of a government conspiracy because there's not like plenty of non-famous people that the government could use for assassination, you know, that like that's their main job. Right. If this website said that Mark David Chapman was a government assassin set out to kill John Lennon, I'd be like, oh, okay, <laughs> sure. I mean, when I kind of feel Stephen like King got involved. I'm like, well, I have questions. I kind of feel like if you're trying to be like a sneaky assassin, you, you don't pick somebody who has a high public profile that, you know, I mean, granted, maybe they're like, well, it's a a writer. Nobody actually looks at them or anything, but still. But it's Stephen King. You know what, though? This was all thought up by Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan. So you don't know where their heads were at. Okay, they got together with Stephen King, had Stephen King drop hints to the news media, and they dropped hints to the news media. Because, again, people are always hinting at nefarious things for no reason that makes any kind of sense. You know what doesn't make sense? All of his clues and all of his evidence. That's what doesn't make sense. I mean, did these people learn nothing from the wet bandits? You don't leave a calling card because that's how you can be connected. Come on. Okay. Speaking of the wet bandits, because my mouth is full of like silver right now. I kept calling myself Joe Pesci because he has all those silver teeth when he's the wet bandits. Okay. So Ronald Reagan and Richard Nixon and Stephen King were just having beers as they always did together. And they're like, you know who needs to die? John Uh, Lennon. John Lennon. (laughs) (laughs) The evidence begins with secret government codes and major bold print in the News of the World magazine. And so he took letters from these 
prints, but when he does them, it's not even like they're the first letter of all the headlines. It was just any letter. So he just used was, all the letters. It was any letter that added up into the yes. sentence I wanted it to be. And he says, think it's... Look, look what happens if you take the letters from these sentences and put them in the order that would make this sentence. It spells this sentence. It's not far off. So he says that all the letters in the headlines made the, made the phrase, thinking about John Lennon, Johnny comes marching home, kiss, kiss, bang bang ouch ouch (laughs) the job richard nixon really wanted blasting the opposition america needs a poet laureate maybe heeding those subtle signs all the president's magazines (laughs) which is an alternate title for all the president's men all the president's magazines and then it continues the killer's face and true identity printed two months before the crime (laughs) so he thinks they're giving retroactive clues plus also why? Why would it be printed before? Because what's the- Matt? <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to get into Steve Lightfoot's head because this website terrified me to the very core of my soul. And the reason he popularized this is because he drove around the country in a van that had Stephen King killed John Lennon painted on it. The, the last code, though, the final clue was that one great big Zippo lighter perils of pyrokinesis. <laughs> And you know what? doesn't make any sense because John Lennon was not killed by being set on fire. So I'm not really sure what that meant. He also said that the names Mark, David, and Chapman were hidden amongst the headlines, but they were not. And I'll get to that later. There was also photos printed the day of the assassination or the day after or the month before. I don't know. Um, but it was Ronald Reagan sitting next to Richard Nixon's book called The Real War. And above Reagan in the photo, it was printed, who's in, who's out. But it was literally because Reagan had just won the presidential election. (laughs) And then below it, it says fitting together the pieces of a complicated jigsaw. I don't know what that means. It's definitely complicated. Lightfoot does a rewind on his website, though. He backs us up to how this all started. And it was when Richard Nixon tried to deport John Lennon. (laughs) Richard Nixon wrote the prancing of the trendies, rock stars, beautiful people of New York who say war is bad and peace is good must be removed from the stage of public debate by whatever means a fly swatter if possible. So that's kind of the Richard. They they say Richard Nixon wanted to deport John Lennon. And when he couldn't do that and he got kicked out of office, whatever resigned that they had to recruit Stephen King to kill John Lennon. Because, you know, there were no other assassins to be found. So they had to go to the novelists. And I mean, Richard Nixon, he had nothing else to lose. He could have done it himself. Stephen King wrote a book called Firestarter and Lightfoot. People are going to think I'm talking about Lori Lightfoot. Stephen Lightfoot says that the author photo of Stephen King in Firestarter resembles Mark David Chapman exactly. And that was the first hint that he was the real assassin and Chapman was a body double. Also, Drew Barrymore was in Firestarter. Oh, is it a movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like young Drew Barrymore. Is oh. like, yeah. I usually find all the weird... B movies that our conspiracies are related to. So I didn't watch this one. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah. Firestarter wasn't really a B movie. It was like a pretty well um, known film. Fair. Same director as Commando. I've never seen Commando either. But, but you were aware of it. No. But, Missing from my repertoire. It's okay. Okay. So there is a photo of Mark David Chapman getting an autograph from John Lennon. And Lightfoot alleges that this photo doesn't look like Mark David Chapman does after he gets arrested, but it looks exactly like Stephen King. It does not look like really 
they they both I'm going to be honest in my notes I wrote Mark David Chapman and Stephen King were both really ugly in 1980 and they just had similar ugliness so he says that the proportions don't match Mark David Chapman based on this picture um, but they match Stephen King based on the features more centrally boxed into the middle of the face which paints a real pretty picture Um, and the hair is the wrong texture and the the guy getting the autograph has dimples. Mark David Chapman doesn't have dimples. Stephen King has dimples. I still don't know why this picture had to be the assassin. I don't know. Okay, so he thinks that Stephen King started setting the, the code, setting the stage for his assassination attempt five years before the assassination during Salem's Lot. <laughs> because he describes shooting a man between the shoulder blades in Salem's Lot. <laughs> And then in Dead Zone, he writes about stalking politicians with a gun, and the man is named John. I mean, to be honest, with as prolific as Stephen King was, you could pin almost anything on him if he's advertising things in his books, because he's written about pretty much everything. I also just, in general, read a lot, and we could have picked any author for this that has someone being shot between the shoulder blades and a character named John in their book. I just... Poor Lightfoot. He also, Lightfoot believes Stephen King sent him messages via an interview in Playboy to tell him to stop uncovering the conspiracy, but also to keep looking because he didn't have it quite figured out, but he was close. On November 24th, 1980, he points to evidence in the News and World Report because he says the name Mark David Chapman appears in Hidden Code. But what he means by that, because I looked this up, is that someone wrote Mark My Words and then there was a man named Chapman Roger Chapman who wrote in and then in a separate letter there was a man named David King that wrote in Mark oh, well, clearly, David yeah, Chapman yeah. it's, there you go. Uh, it's yeah. all right there I don't know why many other Connect people didn't the dots, put this together yeah. <laughs> listen up sheeple okay <laughs> start reading your letters to the editor because there's clues so the person who does this website Lightfoot also says he got two letters from Stephen King under the fake name Dennis C. Lee he said the first one in 1984 that was from Dennis E. Lee, a.k.a. Stephen King, complimented him on almost uncovering this conspiracy. But the second letter <laughs> was a bribe and a threat because <laughs> the second letter contained the phrase, will you pay $50 for a picture? <laughs> how, um, how diabolical. Also, I started to feel bad because... <laughs> The man who runs his website obviously has mental illness. And I felt really bad because this was like reading schizophrenia. And I'm I'm just literally trained to say that. And this was just like reading schizophrenia on a website. And I just feel terrible for him. And I also feel like he had trauma because he said two weeks after the assassination attempt, his dad was killed in a small plane crash on the anniversary of Richard Nixon's re- resignation. So he thinks it's all connected. And I, I just feel very sad for him. But I think we all know Mark David Chapman, who admitted to killing John Lennon, was the one who killed John Lennon. And right. it's not like the CIA secreted him out of jail. Like, he just had to stay there. Right, yeah. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty straightforward. No, no seasons yeah, no. of break were about. Uh... I, I don't know what his incentive would have been. <laughs> he just had to stay in jail yeah. forever because of it. <laughs> like, why would you do that? But yeah, that's it on that. Mark David Chapman killed John Lennon. I don't care what this website says. Not Stephen King. Probably not, but I bet Stephen King's murdered someone. I don't know. Not to slander Stephen King. So I think our our, our last one is is a little bit back to like you know people saying that they are someone that they aren't or correct misidentifying, and that is uh, 
you know, I, I remember this from like, you know, my uh, school day, you know, there's very questionable. There's a lot of uh, mystery surrounding the bard, William Shakespeare. But I, I have to say, you know, some of the things in your notes, I was not quite aware. You know, we never talked about that in Brit Lit. But uh, you, you did not what are these, cover this. <laughs> what are the prevailing theories um, about about? Uh, I mean, because there's things about did he really write the plays? Was yeah. he a pseudonym for someone else? But never some of the things you've the journey you're going to take us up. So speaking of Helen Keller earlier in the, the Stevie Wonder segment, she is one of the leading people who thought that Shakespeare wasn't who he said he was. Her and uh, Mark Twain had a theory that he was Francis Bacon. Um, right, and that's the one I've, I've heard. And I think there's like, I don't want to say like something to it, but like that sort of adds up a little bit. You know, you're like, OK, you know, there's so there's there's actually four or five that I get into here seriously. And Francis Bacon isn't the one I believe, but I do believe it was Christopher Marlowe. Mm, that's what I was thinking. It was Marlowe. Yeah, I, I remember. So there's there was... Marlowe, Bacon, Devere, Mary Sidney, Queen Elizabeth, the first herself, Amelia Bassano. And I, I know I'm. Whatever I wrote, Queen Elizabeth II in our notes, and that's my fault. Um, I was confused, <laughs> <laughs> but they're both really old. Okay, so these theories run rampant because basically the o- Oxford itself and Cambridge University believe Shakespeare wasn't who he said he was because his plays have a lot of like Greek and Latin references and roots, and they take place a lot in Italy, and they're all very kind of historically accurate, but. Shakespeare had no education in Latin or Greek or the classics. Um, he had never traveled outside of England, so he wouldn't have known all these things. They're basically saying he was too dumb to be this right. prolific writer, which is so rude and classist, right. but also probably correct for the time because the information well, did I'm, not flow freely. Well, right, right, right. You know, I mean, it's not, not that he was too dumb. It was just that would have how would he have this information? Right. Because it wasn't exactly. you know, a library that you could just sort of waltz on down no. to and like read every book like a curious kid or whatever. There was very little information and not many books. And the monks guarded them very strictly or whomever. Sigmund Freud and Walt Whitman believe it was Marlowe. Mark Twain and Helen Keller are among the people who think it was Francis Bacon. Some people think it was Queen Elizabeth the first. That one makes the least sense, though, because he was born five years after she started her reign as queen and he produced many works after her death. But she did know him and see his plays when she was older. So maybe she ghost wrote for him for like a scotch. So Francis Bacon, a very intelligent man, the inventor of the scientific method, a philosopher, a big deal in the Tudor court. They say that Bacon used Shakespeare as a cover because he needed a secret identity to make his plays and poetry because it was very critical of the government that he worked for. Okay, which makes okay. Sense. Well, I mean, that's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, you know, that's, these things, that's why that's why pseudonyms exist because yeah. yeah. And I think he didn't want to use a pseudonym, so he just wanted to create this well, fake identity and have well, the right. Star. That's right. Yeah, you. you um, no, but you're right. The unlike Stephen King killing John Lennon, these are all based in reality. So Bacon needed the secret identity and. Basically, people just think this, like we said, because Shakespeare's too dumb to have wrote this and that Bacon left clues and ciphers in the works showing that he was actually Shakespeare and hidden mostly in these works is Bacon secretly announcing that he is Elizabeth I's son, which are, I mean, there are many conspiracies that Elizabeth had a secret child. Like Mary Magdalene, just can't catch a break. Just everyone thinks you have secret babies. 
Then there's Edward de Vere, a, the 17th Earl of Oxford, a poet and a dramatist. He was very famous for his poems and dramas, but he stopped publishing right before Shakespeare started publishing. And he was obsessed with Italian culture. A lot of his Shakespeare's stuff was published after his death. Um, and then there's Mary Sidney. There's the whole Shakespeare was secretly a woman because women weren't allowed to do things. Um, Mary Sidney was very educated, very classically trained, a very good writer and playwright. She was the sister of Philip Sidney, who was a man who was allowed to do all these things because he was a man and she wasn't very rude. And she was also at Queen Elizabeth I's court. So she would have known a lot of the things that he writes about at court and her theater company that she secretly funded because women weren't allowed to fund theater companies produced Shakespeare's first plays. So, and, uh, th- okay. So I, I didn't yeah. want to, but, but I'm just trying to, trying to, the thing that always still got me with this was like, did everybody like, was everybody in on this? And it's like only posterity that were like, are the suckers that didn't realize like everybody knew that William Shakespeare was just another name for someone else or. So with the women, Mary Sidney, and then there's one other Amelia Bassano. Yes. Everyone was in on it. They were producing these things. William Shakespeare was their front man. He got to get some money. Oh, he was the had a nice wife and life. Right, so he, he was, was a person. The, yeah, it's not like that. It's a made up identity. Like well, it no. was more about did William Shakespeare actually do this, or was he like a right. front? William like there was Shakespeare a person. very much existed. Right, right, right. That's what I wanted to kind of get that clarified. That it's that's more he was like there. It's almost like um, Cyrano. Is that what I'm thinking of? You know, yeah, Cyrano Bergerac or Rock or, or the movie Roxanne. Roxanne with Steve Martin. Yeah, oh, fuck, a classic, a great, the good Lord, a great rom com. Kept on giving. <laughs> you must love the little birdies to give them this to perch on. <laughs> Daryl Hannah, right? So yep, good. Yep. Your name um, wouldn't be Dick, would it? <laughs> anyway, you're, you're a big fan of Roxanne. I I, I love that movie, and I, I tell you, most of the time that times. I watched it, we, well, it was. Like at a certain point in my life as a child, like there was a limited number of VHS tapes in my parents' house. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. Roxanne was one of them. And them. I'm pretty sure at the age I was at when I was watching Roxanne a lot, I shouldn't have been. But also I was at the appropriately young age that I did not understand. You didn't know what it was. The things yeah. that I wasn't that were like like if I watch it now, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe that I watched that when I was eleven or whatever. No, absolutely. But no, so for the women that they say might have been Shakespeare, like he was definitely a player in their lives. Like he definitely existed, but he was not intelligent, wasn't writing poems or plays or sonnets. The last woman is Amelia Bassano. She was a London-born Venetian woman. Her parents were both Venetian. She was the first woman in England to publish poetry. And she also worked with Shakespeare at his theater company at the Globe and worked with Mary And basically, Amelia was a very uncommon name in Tudor England. Like I said, she was a Venetian woman, but it appears in many, many plays many times. So they think that's like the little Easter egg. But the most fascinating one and the one I think might kind of be true is Christopher Marlowe. So he was publishing at the same time as William Shakespeare for a little while. They have very similar writing styles. So the works published by Christopher Marlowe are similar to the works published by Shakespeare. Marlowe had a very similar background to Shakespeare. He was born poor, basically, and he would have known Shakespeare. However, someone took notice of his intelligence and educated him at Cambridge, which is how he became to publish. Christopher Marlowe was stabbed to death in 1593, but there's many theories that this was faked. 
And there's two reasons they think Christopher Marlowe faked his own death. One was because he was under, he had a religious arrest warrant out for him because he was doing unreligious things, which I assume means butt stuff in Tudor England, honestly. <laughs> the, the, the Tudor's uh, main heresy mm. was butt stuff. That's all they could talk about arresting people for. <laughs> and then also, he was allegedly one of England's first secret agents and worked undercover for Queen Elizabeth and Cecil. I don't know who Cecil is. So, I didn't care well, there's a little bit of a connection. So maybe Stephen Lightfoot's onto something with the state mm-hmm. recruiting mm-hmm. authors to do yes. this kind of stuff. It's a tradition going all the way back to Marlowe. It all comes together, doesn't it? <laughs> Shakespeare's first work went on sale. So Shakespeare had written some stuff, but his first like popular work was published and on sale to the masses two weeks after Marlowe's stabbing death, which no one witnessed. And it was just said that he was found stabbed to death. People were like, that's just what happened. Yeah. For real. Like, we're totally not lying. That's what happened. No, he was definitely found stabbed here in your tiny little Tudor English town. You better be scared. <laughs> Because if you do butt stuff, you will get stabbed. You guys that's, have to really be careful of, of butt tutors. stuff in the Tudor England, okay? Yeah. You have to be careful. Elizabeth I didn't really like it. <laughs> she will put you under a religious arrest. You know what's kind of a religious experience? Thinmints. Do you mean tagalongs? <laughs> no, thinmints. What is Ta- wrong with you? Tagalongs? <laughs> well, at least, you, at least you don't like the like peanut butter sandwich version because those are like... Nobody wants those. those I just ordered two boxes of those. Of the peanut butter sandwich ones? Yeah, yeah. I just got like eight boxes of Girl Scout cookies. Well, I was going to say, like, maybe you get those house. because you can't only get Tagalongs and Thin Mints. I didn't get any Thin Mints, Matt. I got news oh. for you. Oh, maybe you haven't ever tried them frozen. So they're actually really good frozen. And now that you said that, I'm really mad that I didn't get any Thin Mints because <laughs> yeah. I really like them when they're frozen. The problem with Thin Mints is that uh, each box contains only two servings because a serving size one of Girl Scout that is one sleeve. Yeah, we, we know this. <laughs> When I go yeah. to log my Girl Scout cookies and Weight Watchers, I'm just going to be like one serving. <laughs> well, it's better than Samoas because like the Samoas, it's like two mm. cookies in a box. I got two boxes of Samoas, two of the uh, dosi dos, the peanut butter sandwiches, two Tagalongs. And then I got um, one of the lemons and one of the s'mores. The s'mores ones are, yeah, those are kind of. I don't know if I've had them. Well, I, I haven't, but I think I think they're a little newer. And it also depends on where, because they are regionally different, because there's two different bakeries. My Girl Scout dealer is in New York this year. That's the person's child I chose to buy from this year. So, But you're right. I used to love Girl Scout cookie season. I was a Girl Scout, so it was a big deal in my life when I was eight. I'm going to have to skip them this year, I think, because mm. although I remember last year I bought, I bought a lot. From same thing was like from one of my one of my friends because my daughter my daughter stopped doing brownies so yeah. we don't really have an internal internal one but yeah it was uh, one of one of my friends you don't have an inside source anymore I don't have an inside source now although I do have an inside source for chocolate bunnies from my kids band if you if you need some chocolate bunnies I do <laughs> I just got chocolate Easter eggs delivered. okay well, let me see what I do but I'm kind of annoyed because I feel like they don't have like a web like. They don't have their act together with this thing. It's kind right. of like, but I, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. Like, What's the I, company? It, Is the, it like World's Finest? No, it's like the school. Oh. Like, like I feel like, um, okay, Chocolate Bunny fundraiser details. I'm going to edit some of this out, but maybe. Don't. <laughs> Just edit um, us talking. Okay, so this is what this is what this is what it says. 
Please help your students sell chocolate bunnies to family and friends. Do not have them go to door to door. <laughs> so what they do is they're like, oh, here's a, oh, here it is. For anyone who might be interested, I've attached a PDF version of the order if you're looking to make any online sales. But it's like, I, I don't understand how they think you're going to do online sales with a PDF that's a scan of the, of the order form. That so the you kids can't have. even fill it in. Right. They totally are. Yeah. So, cause I'm like, okay. Even I thing. know how to do PDFs. <laughs> when, when my kids have some shit like this, I'm like, you know, the first thing they want to do is like unleash it on my social media. Cause they're like, well, daddy, can you on Twitter and get all these people to buy like, you know, popcorn or whatever, which is unfair. I had to really hustle to sell my shit. But I can't do this. I'm not going to be like, you know, hey, hey, Twitter followers, download this PDF and then Venmo me it's only- oh, $7. Oh, it is world's finest, though. Oh, it is world's finest. Yeah, uh, the order- I'm surprised they even have a PDF because they're still just letting oh, kids no, no, no. They walk don't have down the PDF. block. They don't have a PDF. This is the band director yeah. scanned the order form into a PDF and emailed it to all the parents. World's so- finest is hard to come by. You have to just hope you pass someone on the street with a box. <laughs> That's all you can well, do. Well, Kelly, we'll, uh, you know, I can, we can hook you up with some, <laughs> some buddies if you Thank need you. some. I will say this guy I've been following on Twitter for years was tweeting that his daughter and Girl Scout cookies. And I was like, yeah, I want cookies. So what a good way to hustle for your kids' products. Well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get that taken care of. Um, I want some chocolate bunnies. Listeners, I would, I would say we would get you, uh, able to buy chocolate bunnies for my kids, except for two reasons. One being the aforementioned, um, PDF uh, extravaganza, fill in. Uh, but also it's the order turn in date is March 2nd. And I don't think uh, I think by the time you're listening to this, it's possible that that will be in the past. <laughs> time is a funny construct. People think it's linear, but it's really more wibbly wobbly, time mm-hmm. stuff. It's where Stephen King does stuff. <laughs> Stephen King does do stuff. Uh, Val is Val is giving us the look that means. Yeah, we need sorry, to... we really had to wrap up. Val is yeah. just has somewhere to be. <laughs> I'm excited that uh, we got ourselves another episode. Uh, and if you're listening, I'm ex- I'm proud of you for getting uh, getting through uh, another episode of Kishanan because that's how we like to think about it for our listeners is that it is a struggle to listen it's... to our show. We really hope, however, that it is a delight. <laughs> It's an exercise in endurance. I'm drunk off my one glass of wine because I'm on a liquid diet. So I just I can't take much. It'll work. It'll work out. Great. Uh, we have six ratings on the iTunes store now. So oh, thank four, you guys. 4.3. I believe we were 4.2 last time. Is it still just that one one star review? Yep. Pretty much. <laughs> I cherish it. If can't you would wait. like to leave us a review in the iTunes store, go to Kishanon.com slash iTunes and... Also, please just like talk to us on our Instagram because I like that at Keishanon on Instagram. And and by us, we mean Kelly. (laughs) So if you you talk to Keishanon on Instagram, pro tip, you're talking to Kelly. I absolutely have already forgotten sometimes that I'm on Keishanon and I get confused (laughs) that A, I'm seeing people's stories repeated that I've already seen and I think Instagram is broken. And also, I'm just, I told my mom she looked really pretty in one of her posts from Keisha. My mom's our biggest fan. So I was going to say, I mean, that's okay. Like, mm-hmm. of, of all of of all of the people that accidentally message from the podcast account, your just mom. My mom. Is, yeah. Should we have your mom on the show sometime? 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it would just, sh- it'll have to be when she's visiting me because there's okay. no way she could figure out a microphone and, and this. <laughs> she could. She's going to be so mad. I said, that. Yeah. <laughs> she'll just be like, my internet. Yeah. <laughs> the Christmas Zoom was a tough one. <laughs> but yeah, well, she, could, absolutely. she could call in. We could make it like a call in show. Oh, yeah. Kath would love to call in. Yeah. All right. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll get Kelly's mom on in, in the future. But <laughs> she can meet Val. Her and Val can prep and get her ready. But that kind of brings us to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. You can find us on the internet at Keishanon.com. As we've already made abundantly clear, you can find us on Instagram at Keishanon and on Twitter at Keishanon. And, and, and please keep sending us topics that you want us to talk about. Keep sending us conspiracies. Please. We need please. the homework. Sorry, please. Yeah. Oh, no, you said please. Oh, okay. I was reiterating the please. I was not correcting. I wasn't like, and what do we say, Kelly, to our <laughs> listeners when we ask them to do things for us? Matt has to keep reminding me of my manners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but again, as always, I am Matt. And I am Kelly. This is Keishanon. And remember, the truth and the tacos are out there. (laughs) 